The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. Good morning, good morning. Hello, hello. Welcome all. Why don't you guys come and pull... May I invite you to come and uh, take a seat, everybody. Welcome to the Refuge Church. To get us going this morning, before we head into a time in the Word, let's uh, come to the Father in prayer. And I would like to just lead you guys in a time of uh, confession this morning and uh, prayer in the Lord. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that we can come together and worship you, come and seek your face. I thank you that uh, you are a wonderful father that hears our prayers, that that is loves us and is actively a part of our lives. I thank you that there is no um, barrier between us and you. We can come and pray and you are faithful and just and answer our prayers. As we uh, meet this morning, we come and worship you. I pray uh, that any sin that that may be there that is robbing us of the full blessing of knowing you or separating us from one another, that you in your goodness and grace through the blood of Christ would remove that uh, as we come uh, and confess to you. Just praise you. Thank you. Just take a few minutes uh, and uh, pray uh, to the Lord Uh, in the quietness of your seat. Lord, I thank you that we are washed clean by the blood of Christ, that your blood is sufficient and able uh, to Uh, make us righteous in your name. Pray that uh, today that we walk in that freedom. I pray uh, that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, uh, freeing uh, any bondage that might be there so we can fully worship you today. Just praise you. Thank you in your son's name. Amen. We have been going through a series about being different. We have been walking through the letter uh, that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. Um, We took one week off uh, last week uh, with a worship Sunday, and we're going to jump right back into uh, Ephesians uh, this week. Uh, To get us started, let me read our introduction. God is calling us to be a different kind of people, a holy people. Holiness is a uh, quality that 
is uniquely uh, belongs to God. Being a different people means that our primary identity is part of God, is part of God's holy family. In the book of Ephesians, Paul gives instructions on how to live uh, as holy people in a world that often doesn't like uh, our kind of different. Uh, just to bring us uh, up to speed, two weeks ago, I believe it was uh, Jake uh, that preached over uh, Ephesians 2, uh, 1 through 10. Uh, just to highlight uh, what that was about, it started talking about our sin and that we were all dead in our transgressions and our sin. We, uh, we only did what was um, good to gratify that sinful nature. However, because God loved us and had loving kindness for us, he became a sacrifice for us that we uh, could be made alive and raised with him and seated with him. It isn't our work, but it is the work of Christ. It is the work of his grace that made us alive. This week, we're going to talk about restoration and we're going we're gonna to look at restoration and we're going to look at uh, what needed to be restored. Why did and how did God uh, bring restoration? And what, what is the outflow of that restoration? Why, why did he restore us? Um, I, I work with teens, so I'm used to uh, drama, and we're going to talk a little bit about drama today, uh, because there's drama in this this scripture uh, that we're looking at. Um, it, one of the things I've learned in the last three years that is that we're really good at separating ourselves. COVID kind of highlighted that. Um, we uh, not only physically separated because of uh, COVID, there was a lot of drama in the last three years, political separation, civil uh, racism separation. Um, we, we, entered into a, we entered a new phrase in the last three years, uh, uh, council uh, society, or uh, we we just if we don't like what something someone has to say, we just cancel them. We're good as a people at separation. Um, right now, we live in a time that uh, overseas there's a war going on, and families are being separated. If you if you don't like what I have to say, um, let me let me uh, drive a, a a few points here. Um, I'm old enough to remember when the Berwin, Berlin Wall came down. I believe it was '89. 
that wall was completed in 61, I believe, uh, if, if I remember any of my history. Um, and for several decades, there was a wall between Berlin that kept one side from the other side. Hundreds of people died. It was uh, coming out of the world wars. That, that's within the last century. Look back even farther, um, the Great Wall of China. Why was that there? Keep marauders coming in and uh, committing war and uh, genocide. Go back to biblical times. We had walls. People walked around Jericho singing and playing instruments seven times to bring down a wall. We're good as a people at um, separating. We're good at building walls as a people. We're going to look at a, a ver some passages today and there are walls going on in this passage and there's separation going on in this passage. And it is uh, God's will and the work of Christ to bring reconciliation and tear down those walls. And, and there's three parties. There's the Jews, the Gentiles that aren't getting along, and then there's the divine. And the divine comes to reconcile both Jew and Gentile uh, to God. Today we're going to look uh, at um, separation. And separation isn't uh, the will of God. The will of God is for everything to be reconciled to him all of his creation. So we're going to pick up in Ephesians uh, 2 and starting with verse 11. And we're going to read a little bit and then um, I'm going to try to uh, make it the scripture um, relevant or in language that we would use today because sometimes these things seem very foreign, uh, but they're not, because there is no new sin uh, under this earth. Starting 11. Therefore, remember that formerly uh, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those that call themselves the circumcision, which is done uh, in the body uh, by human hands. Remember that at this time uh, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship uh, in Israel and foreigners to the covenants uh, and promises of God, without hope and without God uh, in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought 
near by the blood of Christ. For uh, he himself is our peace, uh, who has made the two groups one. He has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside uh, in his flesh the law with his commands, with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create uh, in himself one humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and he preached peace uh, to you who were far away, and peace to those that were near. For those, through him, uh, he, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, or for, uh, fellow, but fellow citizens with God, uh, God's people, and also members of his household. Build on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as uh, the chief quarterstone. In him, uh, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple uh, in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. I was so um, eager when I saw what passage I would be getting. Um, if anyone that works with me knows that uh, uh, people have different mantras, my mantra is unity at all costs. Um, I uh, work with a lot of differenting staff, and I often interject myself uh, in between uh, things when um, there is disunity. And uh, there's very few things that keep me awake at night more than uh, separation. Uh, we come to this passage and their separation. You, you get this sense that uh, Gentiles are far away in Israel. Uh, God's people are close. You, you get the uh, idea that the Gentiles are not seeing the full benefit that Israel is seeing. I want to put this in context. Where, what is the conflict? What is the separation that is being talked about here? The separation that is being talked about here is in worship. They are talking about the, the temple in this passage. Like most things, the temple had walls. They had dividing walls. At the center of the temple was the Holy of Holies, where no one 
could enter except once a year a priest came in and made sacrifice uh, for the people's sin. The next wall or courtyard was for the Israel people. This is where God's uh, people could come and worship. Could come and uh, and meet with uh, one another and worship the Lord. And then there was another wall. And then there was another wall. And then there was another wall. And way, way, way back in the uh, nosebleed section was the Gentiles. In the cheap seats, standing, they had, they weren't near in their worship. There was a separation. Man, that, that would be weird if we did that on Sunday morning. I don't, uh, um, but there was, there was this people that felt like they were close to God, and then there was people just by distance and uh, by blood miles away coming to worship a God uh, uh, and not part of the group. And this is the issue that is being addressed here. That a people uh, that claim themselves as God's people and rightfully so was sitting among people that uh, they, they put up a boundary saying this God isn't for you. We, we all, you know, we may not uh, come on Sunday morning uh, and worship in that way. Uh, no one's sitting in the nosebleed seats. Um, however, we've all felt on the outside before. I love the language. The language here is language that we still as the refuge church. Whether you feel far away or you feel nearer to God, this is a place for you to worship and meet him. Reconciliation um, doesn't come easy. Um, we, we live in a broken world where there always is separation. And reconciliation doesn't come easy. I, I learned this uh, as a husband first year of marriage. <laughs> reconciliation does not come easy. Uh, um, both me and my wife, uh, I uh, got married at 33 years old, had been living single for uh, forever and a day, had n- rarely lived with anyone, and I stepped into a house with my wife, and my wife is still paying for it. Um, I... 
I had to learn uh, humility and sacrifice quickly. We come to this situation where there is a people that are near and there's a people that are far and someone uh, needed to do the work of reconciliation. And Christ did that. How did he reconcile the two? How did he bring two? There's three parties here. How did he bring uh, both the Jew and the Gentile in reconciliation to uh, God? Because they both needed to be reconciled. The Jew, Jew might have had circumcision. The Jew might have had the promises. They might have had the word of God, but they were, everyone is a sinner and need Christ. How did Christ uh, bring these parties uh, into unity with one another and unity with uh, God the Father? He did it through substitution. I, I mentioned once uh, a uh, year in the Holy of Holies, a priest would come uh, in and make a sacrifice for the sin of people. We in this room have a high priest that made one sacrifice for us. We have uh, we have a, a heavenly father that sent his son uh, that was a perfect sacrifice for each of us. Doesn't matter how much sin uh, you, uh, how good you are at sinning, how far away uh, you are from God. Uh, it doesn't matter. God's sacrifice through Christ is complete. And sufficient for all your needs. He did this uh, as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of man. In doing that, he tore down a barrier. It's called uh, the curtain, he ripped it in two. No longer was there a separation whether you are a Gentile or a Jew, whether you are hostile to God or uh, close to him. The dividing wall was separated uh, and torn in two uh, by the work of our high priest, the Lamb of God. Nothing keeps us uh, from him. And he chose uh, to free both the Jew and the Gentile uh, to do that uh, through uh, his son. And he brings both all of us that are near or far uh, into his presence uh, by the same work. Preach. I want you to... Um, there's a couple of little words in here that make all the difference. 
in verse 13. Simple little uh, phrase. But now in Christ Jesus. But now in Christ Jesus. Notice, at one time, the people uh, were uh, hostile to one another. But in Christ Jesus, now there is restoration. At one time, individuals were foreigners, not given to uh, the state. But now, in Christ Jesus, uh, we have a king. We have, we are a people. At one time, we, uh, God was far away, and now we are part of his household, one of his children. But now in Christ Jesus. At one time, we were hopeless and alone. But now in Christ Jesus. Question I have, are you making walls of your own? Are there sins or or things that you have placed before him that don't allow you to maybe feel the full blessing of being but now in Christ Jesus. That's really simple. That's really simple to deal with. The sacrifice uh, of the high priest that was once and once and for all uh, the spotless lamb of God still stands all you need to do is access it. I love First uh, John one nine says, uh, "If we uh, confess our sins, He is faithful and just uh, to forgive all of our sins and restore us to all righteousness." You you don't need to be a far away. Because of the work of Christ Jesus. Why, why did Jesus uh, endure the cross? Why make this sacrifice? Why reconcile a, a people that are hostile to you? Why call uh, a uniquely different people? Uh, pick up in 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens uh, with God's people and also members of his uh, household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, uh, the whole building is being joined together 
and rising to become a holy temple in the Lord. In, in him, you too are being, being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives uh, by his spirit. Why restore people to one another? Why restore people? Why restore you to the Father? Because we are being built to be his holy temple. We are the people uh, that are going to be uh, the one that uh, worships the Lord. His children are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. We are the ones uh, that uh, are the new temple where he receives all worship, praise, and honor. It's not these buildings that we call church. It's the fact that uh, God gave us life in his spirit and his spirit dwells in us and he calls us into relationship with him to worship and give him all glory and honor and praise. That's the end game. God is a jealous God and he wants uh, to be praised and he wants his people by his side. So he did what was necessary to call us and bring us uh, into uh, relationship with uh, him and he did what is necessary so we can be holy as he is holy so we can worship him. I don't know about you my head's not here all the time. Um, Dave Frederick, uh, I, we, I've been elder here for a really long time. Uh, we used to take evaluations when we met as an elder and generally uh, uh, some self-reflection around health or well-being. I would write twos all the time when I could be running and... Uh, Green Meadows and write, be writing tens in those evaluations. I think God has uh, told me that I am a dwelling place of his Holy Spirit, a unique uh, child of God, uh, a holy temple, but I treat my being like I'm the play area at a McDonald's. I, I don't laugh, I'm ashamed. We need to grapple with the reality of who we are and whose we are. Um, it, when we start to grapple with who we are, we will start uh, looking uniquely different. Fortunately, we all fall, and we all fall short. And fortunately, God's arm is never too short. No one can hold back his hand. Even if we're failing in some ways, he is always there with his loving kindness. I challenge you guys uh, to come back to this passage 
uh, a few times this week. Let it sink in. Who are you? Are you are you living like a foreigner on the on this planet, or are you hearing your father's voice and drawing close and walking in his love? What what are you feeding? Are you feeding the idea uh, that you're a holy temple, or or are you hanging out and uh, the ball pit at uh, McDonald's. Um, let me pray, and uh, and uh, w- let us walk in the grace that is ours. And when once I'm done praying, uh, I'll introduce uh, communion. Lord, I thank you. Thank you that no one in this room has arrived. But all the work uh, that needed to be done is done. And it's done through uh, the person of Christ Jesus who bled and died for our uh, sins, who has brought the far and the close uh, near and reconciled us Uh, to God the Father. Thank you for the eternal, uh, everlasting, and sufficient work of Christ. Pray this week that we can take joy uh, as your children to be in your presence. I pray that uh, each day we would be transformed or uh, being separated and sanctified uh, in our new identity as fellow citizens as children of God, as part of his household, as dearly loved, as brought near uh, people. Pray that uh, we, our lives reflect a life that is uh, given to you and uh, reflect worshiping you uh, with that life daily. Praise you. Thank you in your son's name. Amen. As we... Uh, exit out of a time of God's word and enter into a time of communion. Um, uh, we celebrate uh, the work of Christ, uh, his body being broken for us, taking on the wrath uh, that is God's, uh, his blood being spilt uh, as a, a sacrifice for us. Uh, cleansing us from all unrighteousness. As we gather uh, today and just remember and celebrate, uh, if you know Christ, come come forward and uh, worship in this way. Let me pray and we'll, uh, we'll enter into this time. I just thank you uh, again for Christ Jesus, uh, your, your sacrifice for us, the breaking of your body, Uh, the spilling of your blood for the redemption of your people. I pray that as we uh, do this uh, act of worship and remembrance, I pray that we would uh, dwell on you and think on you uh, this day. Just praise you. Thank you in your son's name. Amen.